Welcome back to Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Bill Pollock. Spring is on the way, and we're getting our houses in order, a little spring cleaning, garage sales. Let's talk to the organizing lady. She's in Southern California, and she's organized for actors, actresses, musicians. She'll give us some tips. Uh, Also with springtime comes potholes. We'll talk to Natalie Rourke at MoDOT about how you can report major potholes. And we'll find out just how much they've spent and how many potholes there are in this state. You'll be amazed by the number. And, of course, tax season. If you have not already filed, there may be some things you want to consider. We'll talk to IRS spokesperson Michael Devine. Uh, But first, there's a Missouri bill that would let patients legally use a psychedelic called psilocybin, often referred to as shrooms, to treat certain health conditions. Elisa Nelson talks to the bill's sponsor, State Representative Tony Lavasco of St. Charles County. The bill allows for people that have uh, either treatment-resistant PTSD, treatment-resistant depression, uh, or certain terminal illnesses uh, to access psilocybin in a healthcare setting. It's not like they could do what we do here with uh, medical marijuana. They they wouldn't be going to a storefront. They would actually have to go to a certain health site. Correct. Yeah, this is not a retail product. It's not something that you're going to see people getting on the Internet. Uh, it's specifically treatment that will happen uh, under the care of a physician at a health care facility. I thought there was a lot of good questions today in the committee hearing. And you had mentioned in, in reference studies um, showing some positive impact on certain health conditions. I think, what was it, PTSD and depression specifically? Uh, correct. Yeah, the, the bulk of the research is, is focused on depression, but the, there's a lot of merging data that uh, PTSD, that this is uh, effective as well. Another comment that had been made, and I think you might have made it as well, is um, talk about how often people would be allowed to get this under your bill. The bill doesn't set specific limits. That would be up uh, to the physician that's prescribing. Uh, the reality is, though, most folks are not getting this on a regular basis. It's something that uh, you'll see people doing, uh, you know, one or two times over the course of maybe a year or so. Uh, the desire to uh, access this kind of care is uh, not something that's uh, akin to taking a monthly maintenance medicine or something of that nature. Uh, it's definitely more of a, a psychological treatment that uh, kind of opens up the mind to therapy and other similar types of, of, of content. Now, through your research on this and what you have as far as studies, does it show much in terms of, and are we talking about shrooms specifically, by the way? Uh, Psilocybin is derived naturally from mushrooms, correct? Can people get addicted to this kind of drug? No, I think that's actually one of the things that's most fantastic about the substance is that uh, not only is it incredibly safe, uh, there's no uh, real way of overdosing or otherwise harming yourself by taking too much of it, uh, but it doesn't show any kind of uh, evidence of dependency either. Uh, It's something that uh, you take a handful of times and then you kind of move on with your life. It's not something that you're going to be on for years and years. Would this not work within the actual current traditional health insurance um, setup that we have now, would this be, you know, out of pocket, all out of pocket for the user? You know, it certainly depends on the insurance carrier. Uh, the bill specifically specifies that the insurance companies are not required to cover it, uh, but it doesn't prohibit them from doing so. If they, if they wanted to cover it, they're certainly allowed to. Now, can you go into a little bit more specifically about like some of the healthcare places that they might be able to get this? I think, um, I saw some, certain places within the bill that you could, uh, that, that you might be able to access it at. 
outlines uh, basically initial places that uh, you'd be able to, to get it legally, and then it allows the uh, Department of Health and Senior Services to kind of expand that list moving forward if they see that there's deficiencies in, in what we set up as far as the, the initial uh, set of providers. But uh, the idea is uh, a uh, healthcare facility, uh, your doctor's office, that sort of thing, uh, hospice care centers, uh, long-term residential care facilities, that sort of thing. Uh, the bill specifically uh, indicates that it has to be done at a location that's providing med services. So uh, you wouldn't be able to do it at your home or, or you know, hotel, something like that. Uh, the idea is it's an inpatient process that uh, you're expected to be under supervision. Okay. Now, would they have to stay at the healthcare site? Um, let's say it's like an, uh, an outpatient situation. Would they have to stay there for so long to be monitored? The bill doesn't specify the number of hours, uh, but my understanding is that typically the effects will last between 9 and 12 hours, roughly. So it's typically going to be an overnight stay. During the committee hearing, I, I don't think anyone spoke in opposition, did they? They did not, no. And you talked about some of the other states that have programs like this. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Well, sure. So uh, Oregon has the most established programs, been around for a few years, um, and then uh, Colorado recently uh, implemented it. Uh, it's still in the early stages. I think it was just passed last year. Um, and then uh, Washington, D.C. has a pseudo program. They, they don't have a medical uh, system set up the way we're proposing, uh, but they've decriminalized it. Uh, so physicians are able to access it there. There's just not the structure that you'd find in Oregon. Why do you think this bill is important, and um, would it just be for veterans that would be allowed to access this? The bill doesn't specify a particular class of, of patient other than the, the having to, to be diagnosed with these particular ailments, uh, but certainly veterans and first responders are very clearly the most common uh, folks that you might think of that would immediately benefit. Uh, that being said, there's plenty of folks that have PTSD or severe depression that are not connected to the armed services or, or first responders, and you know we want those people to be able to get help as well. And would this specify a specific age that they could start accessing this? It, it does say you have to be at least 21 years of age, yes. Okay. Uh, and the reason why I specifically asked that is because there are a lot of kids that have PTSD. And I think there's a study that I got from the Missouri Children's Division that talked about um, PTSD among children. So, um, would you be open? Would you be open to changing that age if somebody wanted to allow children to access that? I think it's something to certainly look at. Uh, that being said, I mean, the reality is uh, this is kind of a new idea for a lot of folks. Uh, it's not something Missouri has done in the past. Uh, and I think anytime we're opening up, uh, you know, treatment or unusual uh, types of services uh, involving children, we have to be extra careful that we're 100% sure. Uh, I'm not sure the General Assembly is quite ready to make that leap. So at this point, we're focusing only on adults. Now, with the use of shrooms, are you aware, is your understanding, do, do people actually trip out when they use shrooms or not? So the, the purpose uh, of the treatment, it is a hallucinogenic uh, property, and so it does have a variety of different uh, psychological and uh, hallucinogenic effects depending on the individual patient. Uh, but there can be a whole wide range of effects that it, it might have depending on uh, the amount of dose that's prescribed, the, the particular uh, individual's uh, body chemistry, that sort of thing. Uh, there's not one set experience that people have. Uh, the, the whole point of the, uh, the procedure, though, is to allow the person to be more receptive uh, to psychological care and other types of psychiatric treatment already being under undergoing. Okay. State Representative Tony Lavosco of St. Charles County joining Show Me Today. And I'm Elisa Nelson. One other thing about the other states that have some version of a program, 
do you know price wise okay let's say if if you if your health insurance company does not provide does not cover the drug or a portion of the drug do you know what it would cost a person in Missouri roughly? Is there a range that you know of? You know, it's going to vary wildly. Uh, the actual cost of the drug itself should be very low. It is naturally occurring. As I said, it's not something that's being manufactured in, in large quantities. Uh, really, I think the bulk of the cost is likely going to be, you know, stay at the facility. Uh, and that's going to vary tremendously depending on the location and the type of provider. How are you feeling at this point about this bill? Do you feel like you've got the support that you need to get it across the finish line this year? What do you think? Well, it's pretty early to start counting votes, but I will say the hearing was very uh, well received. I think the committee asked a lot of really decent questions. Everyone was very engaged. Uh, and I think we did a good job of uh, making our case and uh, making sure that everyone had the information that they needed. So I'm optimistic. Okay. Have you sponsored the bill before? We did have a similar bill last year. It was a little larger in scope. Uh, this year, we've narrowed it specifically to deal with psilocybin because, quite frankly, that's where the most science is. All right. State Representative Tony Lovasco.